All right, being it's the end of the decade, and you know it is, a lot of people are looking back at the year, and uh, numbered among those would be America's foremost political comic, Will Durst, whom we're privileged to bring to you on a weekly basis, dear listener. Let's hear what Will has to say looking back. Well, thanks, Doug. And today I'm here with the top 10 comedic news stories of 2009, which are not to be confused with the top 10 legitimate news stories of 2009. Nah, nah, they're as different as Night and Day, Fire and Frogs, Popeye's Chicken and Ballet Fundraisers. So here they are, this year's stories, most filled with mirthing possibilities. Number 10, Mark Sanford and John Ensign both found to have a problem in the monogamy department, although the GOP breathed a sigh of relief when they were caught with women. Number 9, the Beer Summit. The resolution of this sounded like the setup for a joke. A professor, a cop, and a president walk into a bar. Because, as we all know, beer fixes racism. Number 8, the Swine Flu. In order to keep from defaming our proud American factory pig farms, the government tried to change the name to SOIV, Swine Originated Influenza Virus. It did not catch on. Number seven, Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor. The president chose a Catholic diabetic woman for the South Bronx of Puerto Rican descent. Apparently, the search for the albino midget lesbian unwed Bangladeshi mother with a bum leg and a lycanthropy fell just a bit short. Number six, cash for clunkers. First hearing about this program, many people thought it was about raising the per diem for the Senate. Number five, the Nobel Peace Prize. From the outcry, you'd think the president had been caught naked under a goat at a junkie hookers for Satan convention. Number four, Tiger Woods. Wonder if Nike will give Elon an endorsement deal. I mean, who wouldn't want to buy the clubs that beat Tiger? These two have given a whole new meaning to the phrase, just do it. Number three, the Somali Pirates. Who knew piracy was a 21st century career track? What's next? Scurvy? Number two, Sarah Palin. Alaska deserves decisive leadership, which is why she proved she's not a quitter by resigning. More of that Sarah logic that we city folk just don't understand. And the number one comedic news story of the year 2009, the teabaggers and healthcare rioters. Easy to understand why these people are so leery of public health care when you realize how obviously they've been failed by our public education system. For Radio Parallax, I'm Will Durst. Always a pleasure to hear from Mr. Durst. Another of our staples for this program is the Sacramento News and Review. We'd refer you to their last week's issue, titled Staying Power, on the cover. Article by Jeffrey Ewing and Noel Newberger, titled Staying Power. Subtitled, Whether Driven by Stubbornness, Empathy, or the Need to Make a Difference, These Locals Have All Gone the Distance. We're happy to cite the News and Review's citation of our pal Jeannie Keltner. Jeannie was cited as being an anti-war activist for more than 20 years. And we must sadly note on this program the obituary of her publication, Because People Matter, which over the years has had some fine articles. This correspondent's been fortunate enough to sit in for Jeannie on her... uh, Cable access program Soapbox will be a benefit to support that program uh, on the 16th of January at the California Stage 2509 R Street in Sacramento. I know that some of you listeners may uh, be interested in that. The program will feature the satirical stylings of songster Dave Lippman, a.k.a. Wild Bill Bailout. 
Maybe a good time to tip our hat to Jeannie for the fine work she has done over the years and to the Sacramento News and Review as well for their, their continuing efforts to bring us news stories we should know about. The McClatchy organization, as exemplified by the Sacramento Bee, has also done some fine, fine work, and we hope they will need to do that in 2010. I know it's a, a tough climate for newspapers. And you know, it's none too good for radio either. I don't know if you noticed, but Citadel Broadcasting Corporation, the nation's third largest radio company, filed for Chapter 11 a couple weeks ago. Citadel owns and operates 244 stations in this country, including KGO in San Francisco and WABC-AM in New York. WABC is home to several syndicated hosts, including Don Imus, Rush Limbaugh, Joe Scarborough, and Mark Levin. We'd like to think this would help make Rush Limbaugh go away, but I'm sure no such luck. In the Bay Area, KGO has been kind of a liberal bastion uh, for many years. We, of course, hope that talk radio will continue... Since we're, I guess we're a part of talk radio, we hope that it thrives in the future, but when you consider what comes under that headline uh, of talk radio, it's uh, a bit depressing. Bruce Myman wrote a special piece in the B uh, a while back. Uh, he's a former evening talk show host in the evil empire of KFBK. was commenting about uh, a new rating system called People Meters. Apparently you carry the device and it tells what radio station you're listening to. Bruce noted that the first wave of people meters in Sacramento showed that uh, nearly half of Rush Limbaugh's listeners are over age 65, a trend that apparently holds true in Los Angeles, San Francisco, and nationwide. According to Arbitron, the radio uh, rating service, nearly two-thirds of talk radio's listeners are over age 50. Half of them are over age 65. 90% are over age 35, and 90% are white. He noted this is not a promising future, stating in his opinion piece that people under age 35, these being the demographic that is radio's future, think that talk radio is lunacy. Well, if you listen to much of it, you'd, you'd have to agree. Most of it is lunacy. But of course, not all of it is. This might be a good time for us to thank you for listening. We get a lot of feedback and most of it's good. In fact, I, I dare say all of it's good or at least something very close to all of it. I must say, every letter we've ever gotten that had a bit of criticism in it always said that overall they liked what we were doing. We have yet to receive a letter like the one that Gene Weingartner got. Of course, that may inspire someone to write us now, which all of you can do by sending a note to info at radioparallax.com. In fact, it's kind of a New Year's resolution. Why don't, uh, why don't all of you out there drop us a line and suggest items you'd like to see us talk about in the upcoming year? Believe it or not, we do act on your suggestions. We're always pleased when we cover something on this program and see that, you know, something's being done about it out there. It's encouraging to see that the National Milk Producers Federation has begun urging dairy operators in this country to participate in a new standard of care program which will start next year. Article by Tracy Cohn in the AP noted that the Federation figures that self-imposed regulations are better than having the Humane Society of the U.S. force them on the industry through referendums like the one it championed in California last year that banned cramped cages for chickens, pigs, and veal calves. California's Prop 2 last year noted that by 2010, egg-laying chickens will be freed from cages. 
Interestingly, uh, some of the biggest egg users in the country, fast food restaurants like Wendy's, Burger King, Starbucks, and Denny's, and retailers such as Safeway and Costco, are making at least a gradual shift to cage-free eggs. An effort we applaud. Like everybody else, we're sorry to see that the Copenhagen uh, uh, Conference on um, Climate Change was unable to come to any kind of binding agreement, but the debate does go on, and we, of course, will continue to be a part of that debate. We've gradually come around on this program to the position that uh, nuclear energy has to play a role in our future if we're going to reduce carbon emissions. And you can like that or not, and an awful lot of people are in the not category, but uh, we just don't see an alternative. We're going to keep covering that story in 2010. And, you know, in a lot of these issues, I think a lot of us have to realize that, you know, a half a loaf is better than none. We hope that progressives do not splinter uh, over the fact that we're not going to get all we want out of the new administration. You know, my eye was uh, caught by the bottom feeder section of the News and Review last week with a little item about uh, the Huffington Post. I'd like to quote the article from the byline Bottom Feeder, which said, I've been watching the Huffington Post morph over the past years from an anti-war stance to out-and-out belligerence any neocon would be proud to support. The article quoted antiwar.com's Justin Raimundo from uh, early last year, actually, saying that when Ariana nabbed $25 million and Oak Investment Partners of Palo Alto, she was acquired by a financial network that also has significant investments in the Israeli arms industry, an industry directly subsidized and controlled by the Israeli government, adding that Oak Investments has invested in IET slash Intelligent Electronics, which is now morphed into ClickServe Software, an Israeli-based company that makes sophisticated weapon systems and sells them to clients such as, quote, an unnamed Far Eastern country, unquote. Bottom feeder added, added, the clincher, despite the influx of blood money, Ariana still doesn't pay most of her bloggers. Adding, if this is the future of the internet, we're doomed. On a happier note, an article in the Sacramento Bee notes how uh, trans fats are going to become uh, verboten at the first of the year. The B actually provided a list of some of the good guys and bad guys in trans fats. Bad guys, not surprisingly, were French fries, donuts, and pound cake. But they did note that surprisingly low in trans fats were Fritos or other corn chips, peanut butter, and uh, milk chocolate. Some years back, we talked about butter versus margarine on this program and would like to reiterate that, you know, if you use butter sparingly, you're probably a lot better off than using margarine that contains trans fats. Of course, the worst thing of all is shortening, which in the, uh, in the processing to become a more solid type of fat gets converted frequently to trans fats, which, in a word, are not so hot. And by the way, there was a rather humorous list of, uh, of California's new laws set to take effect tomorrow. It's nice to know that despite the fact that California is in a gigantic budget crisis, our legislators have had the foresight and wisdom to give us some of the following items. This article by Steve Wigand of the, the Bees Capital Bureau, which went through an alphabetical list of A to Z. We'd like to cite A is for alligator, noting that SB 601 will extend from 2010 to 2015 a law that allows the importation of products made with alligator and crocodile parts. So I guess our governor can continue to buy alligator boots. We like to see as for cows, SB 135, makes it a misdemeanor to chop off a cow's tail, except 
when it's medically necessary. Well, editorially, we are against chopping off the tails of cows, but we just wonder how big a problem that really is. We liked K is for Kingsburg. Apparently, SB 532 cedes state control of part of State Route 201 to the Fresno County town of Kingsburg. This is done in part so town officials don't need state permission to close the route for the annual Swedish Festival. I don't know if you've been to the Swedish Festival in Kingsburg, but it's really something. Actually, we don't know anything about the Swedish Festival in Kingsburg, but it has aroused our curiosity. N is for nitrous oxide, is also an interesting item. Apparently, AB 1015 makes it a misdemeanor to sell or give nitrous oxide, also known as laughing gas, to a miner. How about O is for oil spills? Apparently, AB 305 imposes jail time for those convicted of knowingly failing to report oil spills or lying about oil spills. As with a lot of legislation, of course, the devil's in the details. We could see a role for a law like this in something like the Exxon Valdez incident. So we hope they apply it wisely. Under V is for video, AB62 allows people to drive vehicles with video screens operating in the front seat so long as the driver can't see them. I don't know. GPS, yes. TV shows featuring vampires. Can't we reserve those for the back seat? And finally, a vital piece of legislation under W is for Waste. Apparently, AB 1249 extends the annual fees charged by the state for the transport of inedible kitchen grease. Well, we'd hate to see them, you know, fail to capture those revenues. We can't resist the final item of under Z is for Zoos, which notes that SB 286 allows the Department of Fish and Game to issue permits for collecting plants and animals to zoos and aquariums rather than just to individuals employed by zoos and aquariums. It should be noted that Governor Schwarzenegger vetoed an identical measure last year because he was angry that legislators' approval of the state budget was late. So there. Ha, you guys are late with the budget. You expect me to allow you to go out and gather up fuchsias and frogs and such? Anyway, we were sent an email by a couple of listeners about, uh, about some issues regarding wolves and hunting of wolves. We never got to that in 2009. Maybe we will next year. The Economist Science and Technology uh, article on uh, wolves versus wild dogs. Kind of interesting. Note of the magazine, farmers have never liked wolves. That's why wolves are rare where farmers are common. Fashion those swinging around to the wolf's point of view in many places where town dwellers are even more common than farmers. And the big, wa- big bad wolf is just a fairy tale. Researchers in Spain set out to look at uh, what was eating the sheep out in Basque country. Uh, when sheep were being attacked, wolves were blamed 95% of the time. So these researchers went out and basically found uh, stool samples and collected 136 samples, 86 of which from which they could identify uh, from the DNA uh, which animal did the attacking. Turns out out of 86 samples, 31 were from wolves, but 53 were from dogs. So the moral of the story is it turns out that uh, feral dogs were doing uh, these nasty deeds and the wolves were being blamed for it for the most part. Because the sample showed that only one wolf uh, sample had shown any sign of sheep in it, whereas uh, dogs ate a lot of sheep. 14 of the dog samples contain remnants of those animals. So there you have it. 
should influence our debate over the, uh, the repatriation of wolves in our national parks. And some other science news, some rather exciting stuff. Uh, astronomers have found a new planet that could be a water world. The number of planets astronomers have found is pushing 400. It's expected to take a major leap forward in the year to come. But what really gets people excited are not the big gas giants like Jupiter, but the planets that are more like terra firma. The, uh, the latest data is able to, enables uh, scientists to get a good bead on the, uh, the mass and the density of these planets. And it turns out, well, some of these smaller ones appear to be water for the most part. Something we really have to look forward to in the year to come. There's going to be data in this area that's going to probably knock our socks off. And all this new science, uh, by the way, comes from the fact that we have instruments that can detect a transit of a planet in front of a star that dims its light by just one part in 3,000. How do they get that precise? Damned if I know. But I sure take my hat off to these guys and gals. And uh, let's take a break. I'm Douglas Everett. You're listening to Radio Parallax. Uh, we've got a big closer here coming up, so stay tuned. Stay tuned. 